0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. We'll start this report on Virginia football's 31-24 loss to number 11 Louisville Thursday night. With uh, what we have in terms of news on Paris Jones, it is good news. It's still, it's now about 10 hours old. We were informed uh, after the game, uh, a little bit after midnight by folks at Virginia Athletics that Jones had regained movement in all of his extremities uh, when he was taken off the field after the injury in the third quarter, 41 seconds to go uh, after a helmet-to-helmet hit from actually a former brief teammate, Cameron Kelly, uh, Louisville defensive back, uh, that he had actually um, lost mo- lost the movement in his extremities, uh, and of course we saw, if you were watching the game, you saw that he was on the field for several minutes. I didn't keep a track Of how long it might have been about 20 minutes. It just felt like that long as as uh, medical staffs, training staffs from both Louisville and Virginia sidelines worked on him. Um, So the report late last night after he was taken to the hospital uh, and and under treatment, I guess that would have been probably about two hours into his treatment was that he had he regained the movement uh in his extremities that's still I mean that still leaves a lot out there as to the extent of the injuries and it, it's as I'm recording this it's about 10 30 Friday morning so uh about 12 hours or a little bit more since the injury itself and um, 10 hours since that report and we haven't got any more updates uh we will of course on Augusta Free Press whenever we get word we will update the situation there so please check us out there you can check us out on Facebook um and that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, mean, I guess what we should talk through the this part of the story, then we we'll talk more about the game. The hit again was by Cameron Kelly. Uh, Kelly transferred from North Carolina to Virginia uh, last spring. Uh, participated in spring practice with the Virginia, and then decided to transfer again. Ended up at Louisville, and uh, he was not flagged on the play, not thrown out of the game on the play. Uh, you know, I'm I'm seeing some back and forth between fans. Who say uh, Louisville fans? Who say, well, you know, Paris Jones ducked his head. Uh, He was being dragged to the ground. That's you know not necessarily ducking your head. And uh, we've certainly seen plays um, about by you know by guys like Kelly who've uh, you know tackled with their head being uh, addressed. Uh, This is the kind of hit that would have gotten him fined if he was in the NFL. Instead, Kelly was able to still play in the game. You know, we'll talk more about the officiating a little later. I don't like talking about officiating uh as part of a win and loss situation, but last night was egregious. Um Jones eventually taken my ambulance to the nearby University of Louisville Medical Center. And uh uh we were told last night he was gonna remain there overnight. That's that's probably pretty obvious. I'm, I'm we're hopeful, of course, that the sixth-year running back uh and Jones was a walk on. I mean, this is, this is a guy who's got a remarkable story. He was a walk on. He you know, was with the program for several years. Uh, by the time he gets to be a fourth year, he's actually in the, in the rotation uh, a starter. Uh, last year was the starting running back this year started as a starting running back. He's a six year player because uh, with, with the COVID red shirt year that everybody got who who played in 2020, uh, that was a fifth year, and then Virginia players got a sixth year uh, because uh, a potential sixth year, an extra year, we can say, because of the way last season ended, and that's part of the story. Unfortunately, um, you know the as 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 the situation was playing out, and it was so weird last night. Virginia was, you know, they're they're two and eight now with the loss, uh, playing against the number eleven team in the country. Uh, down fourteen, nothing at halftime. You know, and, and it could have been, it should have been a lot worse. um But what they were hanging around. And actually, on the play where he fumbled, it was uh, one of the odder plays you'll see. And it was a, a game of odd plays. But he fumbled, and um Malik Washington, the Virginia wide receiver, trailing the play, the ball just—literally—he I mean, scooped it up and ran in for a touchdown, un, untouched. Uh, and you know, the the. Um, when you're watching the game and the fans are watching, it's, Hey, he scored a touchdown. Virginia's winning the game now at this point, three touchdowns in a, in a, about a three minute span of the third quarter. And, uh, immediately though, the attention of obviously turned to Jones because he was not moving. Um, and, and as, as the, the treatment, uh, went on on the field and you saw the Virginia players gather around, of course, the Louisville players too, respectfully gathering around. The audience was, was in total stunned silence. Um, The thought came to mind that last night was November 9th, and we're just a few days away from the one-year anniversary of the worst day that Virginia athletics will ever have. Uh, November 13th of last year, three UV football players, uh, Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, shot and killed after returning to grounds from a field trip to see a play in Washington, D.C. They were shot uh, by a fellow student, And Mike Collins, who uh, another a fourth football player, also shot uh, had life threatening injuries, but uh, was able to not only survive, but then actually he's been back. He's in the he's he's playing football this fall. Uh, He had a stretch a couple weeks ago where he had five touchdowns in two games, Um, and so uh, you couldn't get that out of your head. That you know these kids who've seen so much already and gone through so much already. Are now looking at a teammate on the field who's not moving, and um, you know, and then and then you got to play the game. You got to go. in you know, after after they clean him up, pick him up, put him on a cart, drive him out to the hospital. You got to play the game. Uh, Coach Tony Elliott was asked to address as most of his press conference last night was about this. I'm do a couple things about the game, but uh, most of it was about this. And uh first thing Elliot said, yeah, I mean, as according, yeah, I mean, it's a very very difficult reality of the sport that we play is every play can end that way and you don't wish that for anybody. But I know one thing, PJ Paris Jones, is a tough young man and he lays it on the line every time he goes out there for his football team. And you know, believing and praying that he's going to have a full recovery and putting that in the Lord's hands and I'm asking for that in advance and believing that's going to be the case. As Elliot was talking, he was uh, still not aware of um the the status uh of of Jones. Um, it, it was a, probably a, 45 minutes later that we got the word that um, that Jones was at least, he had to move him in his extremities. Um, you know, and, and it, it, the context of uh, what happened earlier this calendar year, last football season, January 2nd on Monday Night Football, uh, NFL, uh, Buffalo Bills defensive back to Mar Hamlin. Suffering a cardiac arrest on the field after making a tackle, T. Higgins, uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals, on a routine-looking play, and of course that game ended up being stopped. Um, in the context of of that, and then not knowing what was going on on the field, I do I do admit when I was watching, I thought maybe the game will be called here um, because we just didn't know, right? Uh, Elliot Elliot though said that he's not aware that there was any discussion. He would be aware if there was any discussion of stoppage and he said it's it's tough as a football player I don't think those who haven't played the game it's kind of hard to understand it but as a football player you've weighed that risk you've weighed that cost before you ever step on the field and you don't want to see it you don't want to wish it on anybody there's a huge risk with this sport but the only thought for me just in my experience has been you go finish and you find a way to try to uh, win it for your teammate to put it on the line there was not uh, any consideration to not play he said uh, it's one of those deals that you have to play through that injury. Now, obviously, if it was more severe, I'm sure the officials would have called the game. But for us, we were going to go try and get everything we had uh, to finish for uh, Paris. So, uh, so no, no the, obviously, there was no discussion, which is which is a sign that uh, it was not considered life threatening, because obviously that would have changed the, the calculus. Now to the game itself uh let's just say it virginia got hosed by <laughs> the ACZ. i mean and i can understand uh i mean there's no way this there's no way this wasn't something conscious it is just it was the the officiating was that bad this group if 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 the if the group of officials who worked the game last night uh is not given a week's vacation or more then that tells you where the ACC was with this and it you know Virginia's now 2 and 8 Louisville's now 9 and 1 getting ready to uh with the win last night clinching a a spot in the ACC Championship game the ACC desperately would love that Florida State which is unbeaten continues to be unbeaten goes into that game 12 and 0 with a shot at the college football playoff uh and if if Louisville keeps winning uh, they've got two more regular season games, one ACC game, uh, and I believe they have they would have Kentucky in their other game, non conference uh, rivalry game. If they're eleven and one and on the fringe of the playoff, if they're seven or eight in the country, you know, uh, you know, if, if the ACC can have that game in Charlotte on uh, in prime time on the Saturday of championship games, ACC's happy, uh, you know, very happy. But uh, and and Virginia coming back and <laughs> taking that lead and leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, does not help things in that respect. That takes away some of the luster. Uh, if if you're if you're the ACC, I mean, you you know, Florida State wins that game in Charlotte next month and uh, and, and goes to the playoff. And uh, if you're the ACC, you'd love to have them beat a quality team with an 11-1 record going in, like a Louisville team just on the fringe of the playoff. That would just help enhance the resume, right? So, you know, a Louisville team that would lose to Virginia after having lost to Pitt, that's not quite the same same, uh, marquee value there. So, um, Virginia was a 20 point underdog. I think I mentioned that they were down 14, I think at halftime, a block punt for a touchdown. It could have been a lot worse. Louisville missed a short field goal, uh, had another one where, uh, the, the kicker missed it, but then there was a, uh, a, a legal motion penalty that you, that you can't refuse a false start penalty. You can't refuse. It's, it's a, a stop at your play penalty. And, and then they, they, bobbled the snap and didn't even get the kickoff so it could have been a lot worse uh, from that standpoint Um, but then Virginia came alive Uh, three touchdowns in a in a four minute span two in a 10 second span to take the lead and that you know the the lead came on the play where Jones got hurt and and the odd uh, effect of Malik Washington picking up the fumble and running it in for a touchdown Um, and then then things, I mean, you know, things were already a little funny. You know, the first play of the, uh, the game from Virgi- for Virginia on offense, uh, the center, Brian Stevens, was uh, called for an unsportsmanlike conduct. I believe it was a, maybe an unnecessary roughness penalty. Uh, the Louisville nose tackle grabbed his face mask. Uh, and as uh, he was trying to free himself from that, Stevens uh, shoved the guy on a run play that gained, you know, 10, 12 yards. Uh, Virginia not only did not gain the 10, 12 yards; they were pushed fifteen yards in the other direction. I mean, little things like that. Like, you know, uh, there were there were two flags that were picked up. This would come at this stage. Two uh, the the two defensive holding penalties on running plays. So you never you never see that call, and you saw t- two of them last night. Um, so uh, uh, let's see here. The uh, so it's 21 twenty one fourteen. Louisville has a third down play. Uh, a a pass goes up in the air. It's a 50-50 ball. The two guys are hand fighting. Virginia's Dre Walker gets the um, pass interference. that extends the drive, leads to a Louisville field goal. They finally kicked one through the uprights, 21-17. And then the refs started picking up the flags. I mentioned Um, there was an unsportsmanlike conduct on Virginia's next possession. Virginia had the ball inside the red zone, uh, a second down run by Kobe Pace. They gained just a couple of yards. a Louisville player uh, who assumed he was getting called for unsportsmanlike conduct was protesting to the officials. The officials held a a lengthy review uh, discussion amongst themselves. It seemed like there was an appeals process going on and uh, decided to pick the flag up. No, flat, no foul on the play, they said, and then Virginia ended up having to kick a field goal. On the ensuing kickoff, another flag was picked up, a legal block in the back, and then eh, maybe it wasn't a block in the back after another lengthy discussion. Then a flag, uh, so that yeah, that flag gave the uh, preserved good field position. Let's just say for Louisville, and they ended up scoring a touchdown to tie of the game. And then Virginia, as it was able to do most of the night, move the ball downfield on its next possession. Got the ball to midfield on what should have been a nine-yard pass from Anthony Calandro to Malik Washington that would have picked up a first down, except that Washington was called for face mask on a stiff arm. Another penalty you just don't see called, and he was he, the the defender Storm Duck was was in and around his face mask. That's everybody thought the foul was that going that way. It was going to be 15 yards in the other direction. Virginia being inside the 40 yard line of Louisville. Instead, they're back on their own 30 and second and 16. Ended up having to punt. Uh, Louisville scores a touchdown, takes the lead. Virginia comes back one more time. Gets the ball to the Louisville forty-five, one nineteen to go. Dr- drive stalls there. It's fourth down. Calandria's uh, got one-on-one coverage. Uh, Malik, Malachi Fields uh, on Storm Duck on the right side. Uh, <laughs> Storm Duck grabs Malachi Fields' face mask, jerks him around, uh, wraps up his waist, wraps up his arms. The throw goes to the ground. There's there's at least there's a face mask there. There's holding there. There's pass interference there. Nothing called. I mean, I I understand. We, again, we understand that Virginia is now two and eight. Their season's been over for a while. Louisville is is on its way to the ACC championship game now. Um, Virginia outgained Louisville four thirty four to four twenty three. Calandria, the true freshman who had to start uh, again because Tony Musket was hurt. Musket's been hurt. I mean, he got hurt in an opener, uh, hurting his left shoulder, uh, high ankle sprain last week uh, with Georgia Tech. Uh, Fortunately for Virginia, Calandria, just a true freshman. (laughs) He he hadn't played like a true freshman. Last night, 20 of 31, 314, gained a net 89 yards on the ground. And when you account for sack yardage, he ran for 109. Hell of a game from Anthony Calandria. Malik Washington, his eighth 100 yard receiving game of the season, nine passes on 11, uh, nine catches on 11 targets, 155 yards, and the 42 yard scoop and score that doesn't even count towards the offensive stats. Now our attention turns back to Paris Jens. We'll hope, obviously, and we'll have an update. I mentioned that earlier. We'll have an update whenever we get word. In fact, I'm going to click on my email here one more time just in case. No, no, uh, no update uh, from, from UVA as we're finishing this recording at 10 41 or so AM Friday, Eastern time. So we will have whatever we can get, uh, when we get it from UVA athletes. we will put that on Augusta free press and, uh, and, and update there. So if you have any questions, if you have any comments, uh, items for the, for the mailbag, please get in touch with me at Chris at Augusta